What's up, y'all? Welcome to Eddie and Mike, the podcast. <laughs> it's your host, Mike. Come here with my guy. Eddie P, what's happening in the end? And today is our official NFL division preview. But we wouldn't be doing you all the service if we didn't talk about this. Bishop Sycamore. Oh, my goodness. Oh, my goodness, Eddie. Oh, my goodness. <sighs> Bring your brooms because it's a mess, okay? Like, it's a mess mess. So, what it looks like is this is just some dude who I don't know if he's trying to if, – if this is the bag he say he wants to create his own school or if he just likes high school football and he's trying to create an elite – high school football, you know, we, we seen that with that uh, Newman kid where his dad created the school for his basketball uh, uh, prowess and whatnot. And I think it didn't really end up working out, but anyway, I digress. So this guy, Roy Johnson, he's eventually the guy that becomes the Bishop Sycamore coach started an online charter school called Christians of the faith Academy, same type of goals and, and, uh, um, expectations as other schools like Bishop Sycamore was attempting to be. And uh, the idea was to help at-risk youth. I mean, let, let's be real here. We're trying to get ball players and maybe like help them make the right choices while also helping ourselves win some football games and probably more of the latter than the first, but I digress. You know, again. I don't mean to cut you off right here, but um, there was a baseball player that was doing something similar out in Indiana, I believe. He had a team where he basically – it's a school that he basically created um, for baseball players, at-risk baseball players. And the school was built around baseball, but it's still like a legit school with a legit curriculum. It seems like this what he was trying to do, but I'm sorry to cut you off. No, it's all good. I mean, obviously relevance there. So, anyway <laughs> – they have this school, the Christians of the Faith Academy, and it says basically like state officials were, you know, kind of starting to investigate this and they made, it became impossible to determine whether there was any classes like going on at all. Right. So school's license was revoked and Roy Johnson's being investigated for fraud. And that's in fall of 2018. I mean, I'm, I should have said that in the beginning, fall of 2018. Now we go to 2019, it says Youth Builder, Youth Build Centurions is founded in Columbus, Ohio, a rebranding of the Christians of the Faith Academy. So homeboy changed his name, or changed the school's name rather, and uh, he's at it again. It says this was another online charter school with a football team, which serves public face. The school would later rebrand again, this time as Bishop Sycamore. So as I'm reading this and, and the only reason I'm reading is I want to make sure I get the facts right. This timeline does help to add context because I, I'm, I'm going to spoil, I'm, I'm going to ruin the end of the movie now It's basically a fake school. I, I'm, I would assume it's similar to what I just read about them not knowing if there were classes. My understanding is this team was comprised of a lot of junior college players and you know, we all know about this because they fooled, and it, that's a factual thing. They fooled ESPN. It's not a real school. You know, my, my guess was that whole fake it till you make it thing, this was like the largest manifestation of that, I guess, right? You know, maybe, maybe if they won the game and then 
things work out different. I don't know. I don't know what would have happened differently, but it, it's kind of embarrassing to some of those guys. Cause, cause you imagine, right. And you're like, yeah, you know, I'm playing junior college. That's only because my high school coach was hating on me. Didn't really give me a good recommendation. Then that didn't help with college. And then this happened, that happened, you know, and then you go and play a high school football team and you're, you're like 18, 19, maybe even 20 or 21. And some 16 and 17 year old kids put the whooping on you. Cause I mean, that, that's, that's what ended up happening. They got the that's, whoop put on them. That's the most embarrassing thing. Like I, I saw a clip from ESPN during the game talking about it and they were like clowning them, like just absolutely clowning Bishop Sycamore during the game. And yeah, it's messed up because like, even though they got crushed, they were still playing against adults basically. And don't get me wrong, IMG Academy, that's the team they was going up against. 30 to nothing. And, like, there's people saying this while the game's still going on. Right. They just were outmatched. They clearly didn't belong there. Like, unable to keep up. Um, the team announced – the team expressed its disgust at the situation, insinuate the network had been promised the school had numerous football players with D1 athletes, but clearly based on the game, they do not. Like – and, and it's, sometimes that's going to happen. You're going to, like, have a team, even in the pros, where one team is just clearly better, but not like this. And, again, it just – it adds more sting when you're like, so these are, like, grown-ups that still – Right. And I, you know, sometimes you reach an age and you don't have that, that zing, that pep anymore. I don't know. You don't have it. And check out this little quick anecdote about the story. One of my guys – we go way back. Um, met him at church. Like that's my guy. He's a sports director out out of town now. He had them on his schedule as a soccer team. <laughs> he had them on his schedule, but he did his own little investigation. And mind you, this was months ago. He tells me he did his own little investigation. Find out like nothing. No, this isn't right, and counsels the game. So knowing that, I I look I side at ESPN even more. I'm like, come on, y'all. Um, I saw tweets that say if you Google, if you look up the address of the school, it's a freaking rec center. Come uh-huh. on, man. Like, that's the basic of basics. How can you, as a multi-million dollar program um, channel, how can you fail that hard? I don't think people's going at ESPN enough about this. Yeah. As a network, they are failing. They are nobody cares about ESPN anymore. Like outside of live games, you barely care about ESPN. And I'm of course they still get their ratings. They're gonna do what they're doing. They're gonna do what they're gonna do. But bruh, think about how many shows have failed at yeah. ESPN recently. And, no, totally agree. and the crazy part is one of their best shows um, with my man Bonami Jones and uh, Pablo Torres, they canceled that. So I'm like, you can't even get people to watch the good shows. What are y'all doing over there? And then they come up with some stuff like this. Come on, man. Yeah, the network that for a long time essentially had a monopoly on the whole sports news industry, if you think about it. Yeah, you're, you're – 
weekly and nightly news shows would have a sports segment, but this was essentially, essentially news about sports pretty much 24-7. I mean, you, you fell in love with those little highlight commentaries, Chris Berman giving people names and stuff like that. They have such a reputation to get finessed like this is just, I mean, embarrassing isn't even the word. Now, I'm, I'm for real. They 100% got finessed. You know, one of the movies I, I liked when I was younger and I was in college is called Slackers. You know, it, it's, it's not going to win a ton of awards, but it's a good movie from the sense that, you know, people who are in high school and college, they like to fantasize about things like this where like, yeah, what if I could fake my way through school? Because that's what these dudes did. They essentially like used all sorts of tricks and, and other things to get test scores, to fake diplomas. They even would fake like, gift cards and, and you know back in the day when you got the little punch you punch the hole you get a free sandwich after 10 trips to the restaurant they faked all those things right and that was the whole point but it was a movie this this dude did that in real life and you know to be honest i don't know him so i'm not trying to paint him out to be some kind of evil person maybe he's really ambitious and he wants to get this you know get this rock rolling somehow and he just doesn't know how but no matter what to have Joe Schmo from down the street, like like you said, a simple Google search shows that it's at a rec center. Everybody's on their phone these days. So your boy just slaps some stuff together and then turns it in and gets the best grade in the class. Like, for real? Like, even if you – have you seen their website? I, I have – honestly, I only – look, I trust – all of my many friends mm -hmm. and people on internet, right? When I see that there is not a single person defending anything about this, when I see people pointing out, like I said, junior college, uh, uh, just all, you know, it being fake, it being a hoax, there's not a person of any race, creed, sexual orientation, nothing. Are you no saying this is a, a, a national ill? Or a universal ill. One of those things where everybody's in agreement. There's nobody out there trying to trying to say, "Hold my beer, let me defend this." Even the MAGA types, I'm pretty sure, like we're all agreeing. Like nobody's disagreeing on this. Man, Bishop Sycamore, they done they done brought the world together. My goodness, <laughs> they <done> united us. <laughs> hey, for just one one shining moment, right? But. That's, that's why we love sports, because sometimes we can leave that stuff aside. But I don't, I don't want to get sidetracked. It's it, it really, like you said, ESPN needs to catch more slack for this. And I just, I got to be honest, I'm a little impressed. This guy pulled it off. <laughs> like, it, good for him. Like I said, I don't want to make it out for this guy to necessarily be a bad guy. Like, I see ambition. I see somebody trying to do something. Hey. Man, he was um, had an arrest warrant. Open a smile. He had an arrest warrant for a fraud, too. That's crazy. Like, my man was on ESPN coaching with an arrest warrant. <laughs> and nobody caught this. Wow. That's, that's so crazy. Say, you know, that, hey, he beat the case, Mr. P. Like that, that's, the, that's the stuff that I get. I mean, he didn't necessarily beat it. No, pause. He didn't necessarily beat the case, but that would be sort of the verbiage they'd say because he still was coaching and blah, blah, blah. You know, you get it, but that's how you I got you.
these kids and their slang. What's up with, um, you were talking about something that happened in South Carolina. So I didn't hear all the facts about this one. Mm -hmm. I just likened it to Bishop Sycamore. So this guy, Zeb Nolan, what a name, Zeb. You probably don't meet too many other people with the same name as him. He's going to end up being the the starting quarterback for South Carolina. Now he oh <laughs> yes this story. <laughs> so he joined the Gamecocks as a member of their coaching staff, and so in my head, right, I didn't hear all the facts on this. I only heard like a little blurb on the radio, and I you know we just talked about the Bishop Sycamore thing, and I'm thinking, mm-hmm. bro, what is what is going on with sports? Like, <laughs> I'm imagining Uncle Rico. That's what I'm, I'm thinking. Like Uncle Rico did it. He done did it. He done figured out a way to finesse his way into the college football, and he's going to throw one over those mountains. So he's a graduate assistant. Shane Beamer, actually, pretty sure that's uh, – what's his face? Frank Beamer's son, Virginia Tech. For real? Pretty sure. I'll Hmm. look into it. I'll look it up. I'll do it. But, uh, yeah, so this guy, Nolan, I guess he still has eligibility left. Because, you know, this is out in the open. This is being reported on. So I, I doubt they're just, like, going to do this and it not be okay. What I interpret it as, Mike, is someone, you know, like an older person. Like, could you imagine yep, that's Think of a former player that's coaching right now? Mm-hmm. Uh, could you imagine what, – what's homeboy's name in, uh, in Tampa, the offensive coordinator? Dude, you oh, Leftwich. Can you imagine if Left if Brady gets hurt and Leftwich is like – Yo, I got <laughs> that's the way I was interpreting it. Stop it. This was a former coach, like in his 40s. So I was like, how is this okay? That was what I, and I figured I had to share it because I figured most people would at least, you, you know, we need to laugh. We, we need some humor. So if I made you laugh, I'm really happy. If not, I'm sorry for wasting your time. Yeah. But, yeah start, he used to play at Iowa State and North Dakota State. And yeah, it's just kind of interesting. So uh, he's from Watkinsville, Georgia, and well, hey. So his senior year for North Dakota State, fifty-one percent of his passes were complete, five touchdowns to six picks, though. Um, but led the team with seven hundred forty total yards offense. Makes me wonder if he's a little bit more of a running quarterback than a thrower. Yeah. Um, hey, it's it's wild. It'll be, it'll, <laughs> you, you know. Folks are going to watch. Folks will watch. And <laughs> I got a, um, one of my guys, he's a, a Gamecocks fan. And, yeah, he <laughs> he's not happy. And one of the sports groups that we're in is full of SEC fans. And, yeah, they give them the business. We're going to go ahead and start with the NFL division preview prediction. Um, Let's get to that. Enough of the foolishness. You know what I'm saying? Like, just foolishness. This is, is a lot. But um, real talk, this is like one of my favorite parts of the year, that the beginning of football season, and I hate the sound cliche, but you have 32 fan bases that's pretty hopeful. Now, obviously, some fan bases are more hopeful than others. 
Um, some teams have different objectives heading into the season. I remember last year with Washington, so I wasn't even thinking playoffs, to be honest with y'all. I thought seven wins was the max. Um, not necessarily that that would mess around and win a division. So whatever, we'll talk about them in the next episode. But as far as the prediction for the divisions, what division we want to start with, Eddie? Let's just start. So the 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 rundown I have. Let's just start uh, AFC East. We'll do AFC first, then NFC. I guess. I, I mean. All right. Cool. So um, yeah, I have a rundown. So let's start with AFC East. Um, <laughs> I saw a tweet. I saw a tweet. It was from a Jack fan, and he had a very convincing argument on how the Jets are the second-best team in the NFC East. Oh, I got to hear this. He was basically saying that the Dolphins – oh, he called Tua a turnover machine. And like I said, it sounded convincing, but real talk, no. The division, I'll give it to the Bills. I think the Bills going to win the division. I do like Miami to capture a wild card spot. I do like them to capture a wild card spot. I believe they were 10 and 6 last season. Could have easily got one last year, but um, a lot was happening with the AFC last year. A lot of teams won a lot of games. But officially, I'll say Buffalo, they'll win the division. Miami, they might flirt with um, capturing the lead late in the season, but I got Buffalo pulling away. Um, but I do like the Jets, man. Zach Wilson, he looked nice in the preseason. I like the weapons they have. I'm a big Michael Carter fan from University of North Carolina, running back a rookie. Um, he's dealing with a little injury right now, but it seems like he'll be all right. And I'm definitely down with Elijah Moore from Mississippi, um, wide receiver. They got a nice little trio down there building. Um, Jamison Crowder is still there. Their defense is nice. They have my man Quentin Williams, Marcus Main, free safety. The, the Jets, they have some pieces. They just they just got to build on top of that. And as far as the fourth team, can't even think of, oh, the Patriots. <laughs> that, should go, that goes to show you how I'm feeling about them right now. I don't trust them. I straight up don't trust them. I was talking to Eddie last night about it, I think. I don't – I feel like once Brady left, they lost the magic. I feel like without Brady, I don't think they got it. And we had this debate before they retired, like, who was it? Was it Bill? Was it Brady? Of course, I believe it was a combination of both. But until the Patriots can show me that they're good without them, I have to give it to Brady right now. That man won the Super Bowl year one after leaving the Patriots then make the playoffs, bro. Am I saying they're going to finish fourth? Nah, they probably finished third, but I'm not expecting them to make the playoffs this season again. You ready? They're going to win that division. Oh! I, oh, snap. All right. Let me, let me be clear. I'm not saying outright. I honestly think – I think Miami 
is going to continue to get better defensively. I don't know what's going to happen with Tua, but I think they're definitely going to build off of what they did last year. And I think – I don't think necessarily the Bills are going to regress, but I think New England's a little healthier because they're getting some of the guys back, like Hightower that sat out during the COVID. Uh, they, they're bringing in Judon. They got them two tight ends, provided Hunter Henry stays healthy. I realize Mac Jones is a rookie, but they got a good O-line and a good running game too. So, I, you know Belichick. I, I think he's got the situation he's kind of wanted before, like when he had with Brady. But I think sometimes him and Brady kind of philosophically disagreed, but it brought out the fire in both of them, and they were professional enough to get okay. the job done regardless. But I, I think it's going to be a real tight division. I don't think it'll be the most competitive division in football, but I think it'll be one of. I think probably I'll, I'll talk about it later once we get to that division. But I think there are some other divisions that are just a little bit tougher top to bottom. But I think this one with that top three, right, those three teams I mentioned, I think the Patriots will come out on top, but it'll be close. It'll be by like a game or two with the other two teams being within maybe a game of each other or maybe even tied. So I could see all three of those teams making the playoffs, honestly. Oh, man, I can respect that. I definitely can respect that. Um, we didn't talk about Buffalo much, but, I mean, what I feel like I'm not going to sit here They say I'm not gonna sit here and say they have no weaknesses because, obviously, no team's perfect. But they made it to the AFC Championship last season. Um, Bama's that's been following me since chilling on half. Y'all know how I feel about Josh Allen. That's my guy. I remember him from Wyoming. Like, he had it all to me. <clears throat> Sorry. He had it all to me. Um, the strong arm, the mobility, the attitude, like, he had it all. So, when he started out his rookie season, I'm like, give him some time. Give him some time. He struggled those first 18 games. But after that, borderline MVP type stuff, I'm telling y'all. Um, I'm definitely down with Buffalo. And, um, Oh, dang, I can't tell you nothing. I'm not going to tell you that. Yeah, you got to figure another year with him and Diggs, more time to build even better chemistry. So, right. definitely, I, I just was more mentioning the other two teams because I feel like the consensus is that Buffalo win the division. And I'm yeah, not I get you. that. I just don't like to go along with what everybody's saying. And I really do. I, I think sometimes, especially given that Brady just won a Super Bowl, I think people kind of feel like Bill's lost it. And I think he's ready to show you all that he hadn't. Mm. I think they're they're ready to do a payback tour, get some wins back, get back to where they used to be. Now, I, I could be wrong. I've been wrong before. Hey, but, I'm, I'm yeah. not. That's why it pains me to even say what I said about the Patriots because Belichick is my guy. But I'm just saying, seeing is believing. This is why we play the game, right? Yeah. Little Herm Edwards, hello, you play to win the game. Right? That's right. why we play, because we don't know. You now, know? Don't mean I, nothing. I wonder if this division this divi is the division you were talking about as far as being the toughest, the AFC North. What's no, you feeling? No, I don't think that's – that's not the one I mentioned. Um, we'll, we'll get to that. I don't want to – I kind of want to do some more buildup now that that's happening. AFC <laughs> North, man. So, I think a lot of people like – what the Bengals have done, bringing Burroughs in, T. Higgins, now Jamar Chase. You know, you throw in a, a veteran like Tyler Boyd. It's looking intriguing. 
but they're really young. I feel pretty confident saying they're going to finish last in that division. As far as the winners from that, from that division, I think it will be the Ravens, but I wouldn't be surprised if the Steelers bounce back because I just feel like something's going to click where they're a little disappointed how last year ended. They fell apart, and I'm hoping that they kind of grew from that. You know, they, they learned a lesson, you know, just in, in how to finish the season strong, you know, maintain mental focus. So I'm going to say a toss-up, Baltimore, Pittsburgh, leaning more Baltimore. But that doesn't mean I'm sleeping on the Browns. I think the Browns got a real great deal of help uh, by adding Jadavian Clowney. You figure him and Miles Garrett, that's going to be kind of something interesting to watch. They actually, in my opinion, have a pretty good secondary. I, I like the way their secondary plays with Ward. Uh, I think they got Greedy Williams, too, if I'm not mistaken. So, yeah, I'd say Cleveland to finish third, but more of sort of like a – almost same with what I was saying with the AFC East. I think it's going to be those three teams kind of beating up on each other. But I, I, I'm more leaning towards just Pittsburgh and Baltimore making the playoffs. I think I might be with you on that because I'm not saying Cleveland was a fluke. I do think they have talent. I think Miles Garrett is the best defensive pass rusher in the league. I'm not even going to say that. I say it confidently. I say that. That man has something different right now. Hopefully one of ours can approach what he has, but at the end of the day, he's nice, but I don't know. Their, their coaching staff, their offense, it kind of concerns me, especially when you compare it to the other teams in their division with Baltimore and Pittsburgh. We know Pittsburgh going to be there. Even if it's at 8 and 8, you know they're going to give them a fight. We can expect that. I'll be absolutely shocked if the Pittsburgh Steelers don't finish the season with at least eight or nine wins. Like I'll be shocked if they have a horrible season because it don't, it doesn't happen. It straight up doesn't happen. Baltimore. I like Baltimore. I always like Baltimore. I like John Harbaugh. Um, they got a quarterback now and Lamar Jackson. That's just amazing. Um, they they finally paying attention to that offense, man. They brought in some receivers. I like that they brought in Bateman. And yeah, they'll they'll fare well. Coincidentally, I'm actually concerned with their defense. Um it just doesn't seem like a traditional Baltimore defense. That's all I'm saying. Hey. So I guess I just have to see. Because it felt like last year the defense wasn't hitting like it usually does. And I don't know, maybe it was just an off year for them. But maybe I was comparing them to what Washington was doing, which was top two type stuff. Um, But it just seemed like they were off. So hopefully they'll have a bounce back here. But, yeah, the North is definitely down to those two teams. Um, The South, AFC South, or – South. <laughs> it doesn't matter if you put the F or the T H at the end. The Titans are winning right it. This one, boss. <laughs> like the Titans, 
Titans are going to win this division. What, I mean, who's going to do anything? Colts. <laughs> now, don't I, let's not give. Let's not sleep on the Colts because you know defenses will carry you. Defenses will carry you, but I got a defense too, buddy. Bro, I don't even know who their quarterback is right now. Who's starting for them? I, it, everybody seems to think that either Rivers is going to quit coaching that football team. <laughs> Or that they're going the to high school team and come yeah. back? No. I don't – that was one theory that I seem to um, see that's out there a lot. And then the other one is just the whole trade for Nick Foles thing. But at this point, I mean, it hadn't happened yet. I can't imagine they're going to do it because we're going to do it in a few days. So the other thing that seems to be happening, and I don't know whether this is good or bad or what, but Wentz is apparently just – you know, uh, he's aggressively going about his rehab would be, I guess, the way best way to put it. I guess he's he's trying to really push the envelope and rehab as hard and quickly as possible to get back. And on top of that, Eddie, I saw something about him explaining why he's not getting the vaccine. Oh, so I'm tired of talking about that stuff. <laughs> Like, it's just a lot with Wentz. That's what I thought you was about to say. So, honestly, didn't know anything about that, but go ahead. Nah, that was, I, I ain't trying to talk about it either for real, but it's just one of those things where, you know, anything can happen. Well, I think he's he's wanting to, you know, make sure he's good to go come week one. And, you know, it, that's commendable, but I just I don't know if it's the right thing to do. So I, I'm not sure what they're going to do. I like the team they got put together, but you know, quarterbacks a really important position. You kind of it's kind of tough to kind of expect everybody else to pick up the slack and just have a game manager. Now it's worked. We've seen teams do that before, but I just don't think it's going to work. And then you you go and look at the other two teams. The Texans are just a hot mess. They got like hot as a messes. They got like <laughs> they got like eight good running backs. Deshaun Watson, who knows what's going to happen with that. I, and I think they're trying to do the best they can on the wait and see thing. But no, nobody is going to want that. And I, I think the only thing that they can maybe hope for, and I, I don't think this is going to really help them that much at all because he can't throw. I think Cam Newton's going to end up being a Houston quarterback. Really? Where else is he going to play? I'm not trying to change the topic of, that we're on here. I heard the Cowboys was interested in him, but then yesterday McCarthy was like, "Nah, we got our, we like our group of quarterbacks." <laughs> uh, Dak's back. I thought. Where was where Cowboys? No, nah, as a backup, they need a backup. Well, I can understand that, but I don't think Cam wants to be a backup, and I don't know that I'd want that either because the minute Dak messes up, they're going to be calling for Cam, but. So, anyway, I didn't mean to make this about Cam Newton. Uh, Houston, hot mess. I do think Cam would end up there if he wanted to play. That's the only situation I see that makes any sense. Uh, and then Jacksonville. I, I mean, hey, Jacksonville might surprise some people, win a few more games than expected. But you got a new coach. You got a rookie QB. You got some high picks all over the team. It, it's a rebuilding year. Now, maybe they exceed expectations, but they ain't winning that division. But man, if if Trevor Lawrence can come out hot, man, that'll be interesting. That'll really be interesting. See, I wanna, I wanna, huh? 
I said he could certainly play well, but uh-huh. I didn't see them winning that division. True. Because the Titans, they got some monsters, boy. Ooh, they brought in Julio, too. My goodness. Man. They, they're a solid team. They've been – a lot of those guys have been together, and they've had success before. And and Good shout team. out – 100% shout out to Mike Vrabel, man. I love that dude. He is by far one of my favorite head coaches in the NFL right now. I just love how easily he transitioned from a player to a head coach. It was phenomenal. And I, it wouldn't be – it definitely wouldn't surprise me if I see this dude win the Super Bowl. Like, I think he's that good. The The way I feel about Sean McVay, I feel the same type of way about Vrabel. Excellent, excellent head coach, man. Um, and he just seems like a nice, chill dude, and he gets it. And, yeah, he he'll, he'll – lead them to a good year. And I hate that I'm saying that because I got a my man a Titans fan and I'm always ragging them about Tennessee, but they they have something good up there. Yeah. It's a good situation, you know, team's really good, division's not so great. Things could work out really well for them. Just uh hopefully same with our team, anybody else's team. Hopefully we stay healthy and avoid the vid. But uh, let's let's keep it moving now. Where are we going? We're going. We're going. We're going to wrap up this quick segment. Well, not quick segment. Wrap up this segment <laughs> with the AFC West, and I feel like we both know who will win it. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So the Raiders. No, I'm joking. <laughs> nah, Mahomes, Kansas, Andy, Hill, Kelsey, Kels. Um, the only thing that concerns me about Kansas City is their defense but I mean they still have the ballers over there Honey Badger still balling for them Um, I think was Clark dealing with an injury who Frank Clark yeah I don't think so him and Chris Jones on that D-line yeah like their D-line is nice so they have enough like their offense is kind of the reverse way of Washington, whereas their Washington's defense is carrying them, and you would hope their offense can put up some points. It's the opposite with Kansas City. You know they're going to score some points, and their defense they just hope to limit the team from keeping up with them, and that's what kind of happened in the Super Bowl. They held on to Tampa as long as they could, but um, it just so happened that that game. Kansas City couldn't block for nothing. But they showed the offensive lineup, and, you know, Andy Reid not going to go like that. <laughs> like, he's going to find a way to get that offensive line right. If it happened once, it's not going to happen again for real with Andy. So, um, yeah, Chiefs definitely, definitely um, should win that division. But don't sleep on the Chargers, man. And no, I think the Chargers would be good. I do. We're, we're going to get a first first row seat <laughs> with this, to see how good these bamas are because um, Herbert concerns me and yep. as far as week one goes. Herbert concerns me. Um, it's nice that the defense getting tested straight out the gate with the Chargers, and I, I really can't wait. Keenan Allen is one of my favorite players in the league, and it's going to be nice to see him go up against my team, and hopefully we can shut the Bama down. But if he cooks, 
Just got a little hat tip to the member. I, I, I think it's a little of both. I mean, I think, you know, it's a nice test for us, but I think they would say that equally, right? Their offense would say this is a, a good test to open the season right away. I think the thing with Herbert is his quickness. You know, I'm not taking away from his arm, his accuracy, his touch. He certainly has those skills as well. And it was kind of cool to see him sort of kind of really become the gem of that draft. I'm, I'm not disrespecting Burrow or any of the other quarterbacks that came out, but the fact that, you know, Burrow was taking number one, I, I'm, I'm trying to re-remember here, but I know there were other quarterbacks taken and then Herbert was taken and he kind of had the best season. I think he was like the seventh or eighth pick in the draft overall. I know he wasn't the first or second quarterback. I know there were others taken ahead of him. And that's, that's really all I was trying to say without disrespecting any of the other quarterbacks taken. But I think what I was saying earlier is it's his quickness, the way they move him around. They move the pocket. They get him in some rollout stuff. He'll even get you some yards on the ground. Not a lot. He's not, you know, he's certainly not a Lamar Jackson or even a Marcus Mariota, uh, Oregon alum, by the way. But he's quick and can get you some of those short yard first downs can, you know, he can punch it in. If there's nothing open, you're kind of in the red zone. So I think those are the things that Washington really has to watch out for. I think that's going to be our true test. Mike Williams and Keenan Allen, certainly good receivers. I like the quiet addition of Jarrett cook at tight end to replace Hunter Henry. I kind of always do wonder when guys like Jarrett cook who are, I believe he's good. I, I really do. But this is like his like, I think sixth or seventh team now. I feel like he's been on a lot of teams. It's been that many. Maybe I'm exaggerating or confusing him with someone else, but I'm pretty sure he's played for a number of teams. But either way, I only bring him up mostly not to talk about how many teams he's played on, but right. him being a part of an offense there. And you look at how they, how they use Eckler, they throw the ball to him a lot out of the backfield. So it's not just, you know – playing oh this is the guy you know we gotta we gotta shut down you know a deandre hopkins or a julio jones or someone like that it's not quite like that they've got a lot of guys that i'm not saying aren't top tier but it's different when you have that much uh, uh firepower on offense and it's not the kind of firepower that's being talked about so to me it makes it equally as scary so i think they gotta watch out for you know herbert dishing the ball all around and not focusing on one guy. Kind of long way to say all that. And as far as the Raiders go, bro, why should I feel them? What do they have? I like Carr. I like Carr. I wanted him. Like, I really wanted him. I'm I'm cool with this. We'll talk about the next episode, but I'm cool with this. But, like, what do they have? What has Gruden done since 2002? Talking 19 years ago, bro. Come on, man. Glad you brought it up. Uh, For all of our Washington football fans, Peyton Barber was signed off of our practice squad by the Las Vegas Raiders. So he joins Kenyon Drake and Josh Jacobs in that backfield. I'm pretty sure this has coincided with Jalen Richard getting injured. I believe he landed on IR. So that's probably sort of the the, – that was the first domino to fall as far as this move went. So, yeah, hey, Gruden loves him some running backs, and I think he sort of built – I think we were kind of clowning the draft picks and stuff. 
So I think he's still focusing on O-line, even though he let other O-linemen go. You know, go figure on that. I kind of – I think he'll he'll be top tier, but like bottom of top tier. They got a guy named Max Max Crosby, Max Cosby, defensive end. I think he's actually kind of nice. But I agree, uh, you know, the Raiders, they definitely got a lot of holes, in my opinion. You know, like, who's their number one? Other than Waller, who's their number one? I can't think. Um, maybe – no, he's with another team now. Oh, they drafted um, – who they draft? Didn't they draft? This is my point. <laughs> who, who are they throwing the ball to? Because Tyrell Williams, who I, I thought was fitting for what Oakland wanted. Right, he with the Lions now. Throw down the field. Tyrell Williams plays for the, uh, the Detroit Lions. Right. Yeah. Um, I like him. He was a he it was weird. It was like he went from the Chargers to the Raiders. I was expecting him to either go to the Broncos or the Chiefs next. Like right. seemed like like the, the AFC West. But hey, I thought he was fitting, you know, down the field target, tall guy, got some speed. I, I couldn't tell you who their receivers are. I really couldn't. Drafted or, you know, free agent signing. Couldn't they got um they got rugs. That's who they got. Oh, that's right. I did know about him. Henry Ruggs the third. Yeah. Aguilar went to New England. Right. Which was, but, was weird, too. New England gave him a lot of money. I meant to talk about that when we're talking about the AFC East. Right. And a lot of money. Even but, if we even if we talked about their offense or knew those folks on offense, there's absolutely nobody on their defense. Colin Farrell, maybe. Um, of course, Casey Hayward, but, I mean – there's nothing to write home about. Okay. I, so I, I lied, but I didn't lie. So they got Henry Ruggs. They got Zay Jones. He used to play for Buffalo. I, I'm just saying I know who he is, but I forgot he was on the team. Right. Willie Speed, who seems to be becoming a journeyman. Oh, I forgot about him, but he suspended for like the first six games, I think. And then, ironically, I think there's – either another football player there's another athlete with this name and i've heard it before uh hunter renfro he's the kid that's out of clemson on the hard knocks him and Derek carr were like kind of buddy buddy oh. little white dude he caught the pass that to beat out i know you're talking about oh, okay but well, and we gotta we have to talk about the broncos real quick we're gonna wrap this episode up and talk about the nfc in the next episode Okay. They're nice, man. The Broncos are nice. And if they can get some good quarterback play from Bridgewater, who knows? They can they can sneak with that third wild card spot. And I think so far we kind of named two teams um, and haven't said a third. I think Denver can sneak and get that third wild card spot in the AFC. And, yeah, they, they're still nice. That defense, their cornerbacks are lit. They signed Darby. Man, they drafted somebody else, too. Um, hey. I forgot who it is, but. See, Justin Simmons. Yeah. Y'all watch. Everything that the Chargers keep hoping Derwin James would be, this guy Simmons is pretty damn close to that. Like, I'm, I'm not going to go ahead and – because Derwin James, like, I've seen him in some of those hard knocks before. That dude, when he's on, he's just different. 
but he just he 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 plays so reckless and he gets hurt all the time. So that that works against him because what's the best ability? Availability. And my man Simmons is all over the field. He knows coverage. He's got some size to him. He's not one of these like smaller cornerbacks that's playing safety to end their career. He's actually a tall, kind of uh, only body frame type, uh, but like Sean Taylor, um, you know, long arms, got some size, some speed. He can hit too. I, I really like him. And then you look at um, it's uh, I think it's Nick Chubb's cousin, Bradley Chubb, is one of their hey. defensive ends, and then Von Miller on the other end. Yeah, I, I think. Hey. I think it could end up being, you know, we all think Kansas City, but I think if anybody really gave Kansas City a run, I think it would be them more than the Chargers. Oh, yeah? Well, And, and that like, corner that they drafted that I was talking about is Pat, is Pat Sertain. That's the cornerback that they drafted, Patrick Sertain, um, second. That's so, a good pick. Their their corners are lit. Like they got man, they got Darby, Kyle Fuller. But hey, don't forget about Jerry Judy. I wanted the oh, yeah. I wanted the football team to draft him. I like Jerry yeah. Judy. I think um, he's gonna, I'm hoping he'll take another step because he had a good rookie year. But I think him and uh Hammer from Penn State, uh-huh. I think they're gonna take I think both of them are gonna really step it up. You throw in Cortland Sutton, it's a that's a pretty underrated receiving crew. You know, I'm not saying they're on the level of, say, Tampa Bay's receiving crew with Antonio Brown, Goodwin, Mike Evans. I'm not saying they're up there like that. But I think quietly they'll make a lot more noise than expected, especially given the fact that Hammer and Judy are only both going into their second year. And, um, yeah, that's it for this division preview part one. Um, we'll be back in a few days for part two and yeah, talk about the NFC, the mighty, mighty NFC. Yeah, that's right. It's Eddie and Mike, the podcast. Talk to y'all later. Let's go Nats. I'm going to the game tonight. Get a win. You guys all have a good night. Peace out.